What's happening, y'all? Welcome inside the Fantasy Stock Exchange. Bush coming at you solo today to break down week seven of fantasy football's biggest buy lows and biggest sell highs. As you guys know, every Wednesday, I break down five guys that you should be buying low, three guys that you should be selling high. If you guys enjoy this video at any point, as always, leave a like down below. Last week, about 11,000 of you guys watched the video. Only 300 likes. Those are rookie numbers. Get that up if you guys can. And hit the subscribe button if you're new around here. Leave any trade comments down below and I'll get to as many as I can. But before we get into it, let's hit the intro. Okay, a couple guys that I just wanted to highlight to make sure that you're still buying them because they're still great buy lows. I just don't want to talk about them again after talking about them the last two weeks. DeAndre Swift, Jonathan Taylor, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Jalen Waddle, who were all on either week five or week six's video, definitely still great buy lows. So make sure you guys are still going out and acquiring those guys, especially if you're ahead six and oh, five and one, four and two in your fantasy leagues. The first guy that I'm going to talk about is CeeDee Lamb of the Dallas Cowboys. CeeDee Lamb currently has a 33.1% target share, which is leading all NFL wide receivers. And again, coming into the season, that was the concern with CeeDee Lamb. So the fact that he has sullied, the only concern we had with him coming into the year is big news. 39% of his team's air yards right now, fourth in the NFL. The reason CeeDee Lamb is a buy low for me is due to what he can become. He's already been pretty solid, right? 14.6 PPR points per game isn't bad. It's the wide receiver 20 in points per game right now, wide receiver 12 overall. But we now have a big time upgrade for CeeDee Lamb because he gets his quarterback back. Dak Prescott has been cleared to practice starting this week. He's probably going to play in week seven and Dak unlocks a top six ceiling for CeeDee Lamb. And given his target share and how well he's been playing thus far, he definitely has that top six ceiling. He's a top eight for receiver for me rest of season. He is easily the cheapest top eight wide receiver that you're going to get on the market right now because the other guys in my top eight have all been producing. They've all been producing as top 10 wide receivers, and they're going to be difficult to go out and acquire. Stephon Diggs, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, uh, Devontae Adams, Jamar Chase, uh, Tyreek Hill, and A.J. Brown. All these guys have been producing like high-level wide receivers, and therefore they're going to cost you a high-level pretty penny to go out and acquire them, but not C.D. Lamb, right? He's been producing pretty much at his floor with Cooper Rush as his quarterback. They haven't been throwing the ball a ton on offense. Cooper Rush has been relatively ineffective when he has thrown a lot. What we're looking to do in these trade target videos is spot a wide receiver one at wide receiver two prices or a wide receiver two at wide receiver three prices or a running back one at running back two prices, et cetera. That's what we're looking to do in these trade targets videos. And I'm telling you right now, CeeDee Lamb is a wide receiver one and a wide receiver two price tag right now. And you could get him for guys like Travis Etienne. You can get him for Zach Ertz plus Dak Prescott, for Ezekiel Elliott and Miles Sanders, for Jeff Wilson and Gabriel Davis, for Josh Jacobs straight up, for DeAndre Hopkins pretty much straight up, for DK Metcalf and Chris Olave. All these guys are solid options, but they're not as good as CeeDee Lamb can be for the rest of the season. So moving on to the next guy, we have Kenneth Walker, who is actually more of a buy high than a buy low, because I think you should be going after Kenneth Walker, even despite what he did last week. I think last week was the week to buy him, but you still can get in before people realize just how valuable Kenneth Walker is. Kenneth Walker, in his first game as the full-time starter, saw a 68% snap share, 75% of the Seahawks carries, about 40% of the routes, actually was targeted on about 20% of the routes that he did run as well. And he's been seeing pretty much all the valuable work. We saw really great usage out of him, basically, is the point in his first full game as a starter. He's getting a comparable workload to a guy like Brees Hall in New York. Walker currently leads all NFL running backs right now with 50% 
tackles avoided per touch. He's been extremely elusive, which shouldn't be surprising given how good he was at it at Michigan State coming out of college. The running back position is a young man's game, and this is going to be a point that I think we're going to see play out through the rest of the season. Some of these older, sturdy vets like Joe Mixon and Dalvin Cook and Leonard Fournette are starting to fall off from an efficiency standpoint. All those guys have been significantly less efficient than they've been throughout the courses of their career, and we're seeing these young guys take over. We're seeing the Brees Halls, Kenneth Walkers, Ramondre Stevensons of the world start to take over and take shape in this running back landscape in fantasy football. You may be able to get Walker Plus for some of the guys that I just mentioned, right? Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, and Leonard Fournette. I would rather have Kenneth Walker rest the season than all three of those guys, and I bet you can get Kenneth Walker Plus for all three of them if you were to trade them. So some of the trades you guys can see on the screen right now are just ludicrous for Kenneth Walker. Austin Eckler was traded away for Kenneth Walker and DeAndre Swift, two of my favorite buy-low running backs right now. Definitely a great trade there. Kenneth Walker and T. Higgins, both of whom are going to be on this list, acquired for Alvin Kamara and Gabe Davis. Definitely a great move there. Kenneth Walker acquired straight up for Christian Kirk, for Keenan Allen, for DK Metcalf, for Alan Lazard. Like some of the guys that you can trade away in exchange for Kenneth Walker are absolutely ridiculous considering I have this guy rated as my RB9 rest of the season. I think he's a top 10 running back rest of the season given his age, given his ability, given what we've seen from a workload standpoint thus far and some of the target upside that we didn't expect to see out of Kenneth Walker. He's definitely shown that. So uh, awesome buy low right now. Make sure you're sending out offers for Kenneth Walker. Moving on to T Higgins, who I kind of just teased. I've talked about T Higgins a few times in recent weeks, so I'm not going to go too long on him. But this is absolutely the pinnacle of when you need to buy him because I think this is like the perfect storm, a couple down games, a couple injuries here and there. People are getting frustrated with T Higgins to the point that in my own home league, he was traded away for DJ Moore and Tony Pollard, like just absolutely ludicrous prices for a guy that I still think is a back end wide receiver one rest of the season. His struggles have mostly been injury related. And especially if you play in more casual leagues where people aren't following reports closely, paying attention too closely, despite being limited in and out of the lineup, T Higgins has recorded 10, seven, nine, and 10 targets in the four healthy games that he's played so far this season, more than 50% of the snaps. He's a back end wide receiver one, like I said, for me rest of season. And we know that when he's on the field, his target share is comparable to Jamar Chase's. Not only is it close, it's actually better over the course of Jamar Chase and T Higgins overlap, both of them being in the lineup. And the, the offense in Cincinnati is much better when T Higgins is out there because when he's not out there, Jamar Chase gets all the attention. When he is out there, T Higgins is able to win his one-on-one -on -one battles. This offense scores nearly 29 points per game when T Higgins has received at least three targets over the last two years versus 18 points per game when he's been out of the lineup or not very involved in the game plan. So definitely go out and acquire T Higgins right now. Wide receiver one available at potentially even low end wide receiver two, high end wide receiver three price tag. Uh, moving on to the next guy, which is Travis Etienne. He is now out snapped James Robinson in three straight games. He's run at least 50% of the routes in three straight games as well. We're basically seeing the Travis Etienne takeover and it hasn't come in full circle quite yet. We saw the long run last week that may have closed the buy low window on Travis Etienne, but this week you can still buy low on him before he takes over this backfield entirely. He's been extremely efficient and the workload is starting to follow. He's 5.6 yards per carry and 11.2 yards per reception compared to James Robinson's 4.2 yards per carry and 5.1 yards per reception. We're talking about two completely different animals right now. Travis Etienne through the first six career games that he's played because he missed his entire rookie season last year. He is 6.67 yards per touch as basically a rookie right now. Among all first round running backs all time, that ranks third behind Adrian Peterson and Bo Jackson, just ahead of Saquon Barkley. He has been unbelievably efficient on his touches so far this year. This is like buying Brees Hall in week four when I talked about uh, his usage starting to pass 
Michael Carter. So it's basically the same exact scenario right now. We don't know necessarily how much of the usage he can garner. Maybe Doug Peterson only wants to limit him to like a 65% snap share running back. But I'm telling you right now, Travis Etienne is definitely the type of running back that you want to be buying into. You can get him for guys like Drake London right now. You can get him in package deals for Juju Smith-Schuster's and Ken Kenyon Drake types. Mike Williams uh, was traded away for Drake London and Travis Etienne. You can trade away uh, Dalvin Cook and DJ Moore for Travis Etienne and CeeDee Lamb. You can trade away Adam Thielen and Ezekiel Elliott for Ayuk and Travis Etienne. I think this is a guy that you can get for like running back three prices right now that at least profiles as an RB2 if his workload stays the same, if not RB1 upside if he's able to surpass James Robinson in this backfield, especially given the target output that we've seen out of Travis Etienne so far this year. So definitely a guy that I'm going after. Terry McLaurin is the final guy of the five by lows that I'm going to talk about. I also have a quick honorable mention at the end. I don't really have an excuse for why Terry McLaurin's target share has dropped from the 25% that it's been at in 2021 and 2020 to the 17% that it's at right now. I really don't have an excuse for it. Maybe he's just not playing to the level that he should be playing at. But we're at a spot right now where we can see a, a spike in value for Terry McLaurin. Taylor Heineke propped Terry McLaurin up to a top 30 finish in points per game last year with over 1,000 yards and five touchdowns. For whatever reason, Carson Wentz has gravitated towards Curtis Samuel instead of Terry McLaurin. And if Terry McLaurin has a great week this, this next week coming up against Green Bay, people will likely make the same connection that I'm making right now, which is that Ter uh, Taylor Heineke is better for Terry McLaurin, and therefore you're going to get a guy who I think is a wide receiver three rest of season, but you're getting him at a point right now where he's a low-end wide receiver three, high-end wide receiver four, and he could rise all the way up into like back-end wide receiver two ter uh, territory in people's minds because they know that you know maybe Taylor Heineke is better for Terry McLaurin, which might be true, but definitely at the very least, if you're looking for a quick profit, go out and trade for Terry McLaurin this week, Maybe he has a great week and then you can sell him a week later or you can just continue to use him. I think he's a wide receiver three rest of the season. He's been underperforming recently and I think you can get a discount on him. Like I said, you can get him for guys like Alec Pierce, Tony Pollard, Kenneth Gainwell, Darnell Mooney. Like we're not talking about expensive pieces that you're giving up for Terry McLaurin right now. I'm not saying go out and trade, you know, Drake London for him necessarily, but I'm saying you can get him for absolute waiver wire fodder right now, like Alec Pierce. So uh, speaking of Drake London, he is also an honorable mention for me because he has a 30% target share right now. And the Falcons are throwing less than 25 times per game, which is probably not going to keep up because they're throwing right now at less than 23 times per game. And there hasn't been a team below 25 on a season since the 2005 Steelers. So they're coming up to some more tough matchups. They're going to have to throw the ball more than they have been. Marcus Mariota threw the ball 14 times last week. It, it's not going to keep up. Drake London's target share is all that I care about right now. He's a great player. Once Mariota has to throw the ball more, Drake London is going to be much better for fantasy. So uh, moving on to the sell highs of the video, and then we can get out of here. Last week, I talked about Dalvin Cook as a great sell high. He's even more so a better sell high now because he's now had two bailout games where he saves pretty porous rushing days with a long touchdown last week and two touchdowns the week before, although he is on bye week. So it might be a little bit more difficult to shop him right now. Juju Schuster is actually the first sell high that I'm going to talk about. He finally had a game where he looked like he was a part of the Chiefs game plan for once. And what we have here is a low end wide receiver three. That's what I believe Juju Schuster is. He's going to have his games here and there because he plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. But after a big game, people are will be thinking, okay, finally, this is the Juju I drafted. This is the Juju that I think can take a big step in this offense. I literally told the guy in my home league that has Juju Schuster that he needs to sell him. And his answer was why he's finally getting going, right? I think that's going to be a popular sentiment around Juju Smith-Schuster and most of your guys' fantasy leagues. He just isn't that good of a receiver. I know maybe if you guys are new to the channel, you don't know why I think that, but I basically ripped on him all offseason, so I'm not going to rehash every argument for why I don't think Juju is very good. 
um, right now, but sell him straight for London or McLaurin. Sell him in a package deal for CeeDee Lamb or for uh, Kenneth Walker or T. Higgins, the guys that I've talked about so far in this video. I think you can get a ton of value for Juju Smith-Schuster right now because of the allure of the Kansas City Chiefs. It will ring true in people's minds and definitely um, prop up his value more than just the low-end wide receiver three that he is. So uh, moving on to the next guy who also is the wide receiver two in a great offense in Gabriel Davis. And again, I'd like to define what a player is before I determine if they're a good sell high. With Gabriel Davis, he has a 14% target share on the season. He hasn't seen more than six targets in any game on the year. That's wide receiver four usage. Now, because he plays for Buffalo, he's probably elevated to like a mid to high-end wide receiver three because those valuable targets are very, very valuable because they come from Josh Allen, who's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But I guarantee right now, you can get more than mid to high-end wide receiver three value for Gabriel Davis because he's caught three long touchdowns in the past two games. So with Gabriel Davis, if you're able to transition him into a T. Higgins, into a Chris Godwin, into maybe in a package deal to CeeDee Lamb, or into a package deal to get Kenneth Walker, or to get Brees Hall, or to get Mike Evans, or to get you know any of these guys that are way, way more valuable than Gabriel Davis, definitely use him as leverage to get up to those pieces because he has a lot of inherent value in people's minds right now because he just had two great games. So definitely Gabriel Davis, an, an awesome guy to go sell high on, get yourself a tier upgrade to a wide receiver one in a package deal or a wide receiver two straight up. So moving on to the final guy in Ramondre Stevenson, I think he's a good sell high, but only because of market perception right now. I think he's an RB2 rest of season, mid RB2, and potentially even more than that, because we know what his intrinsic value is if Damian Harris misses any time. But Damian Harris was close to playing last week, and he's probably going to come back this week, if not the week after. And Ramondre's elite ceiling kind of goes away. He's still, again, like I said, a mid RB2, a great guy to have on your roster, but you can easily use Ramondre right now to tear up to somebody better. The guys that you want to go from Ramondre Stevenson to have more safe workloads. They're not necessarily dependent on Damian Harris missing time. And that's guys like Brees Hall. That's guys like Kenneth Walker. That's guys like DeAndre Swift, Jonathan Taylor, or maybe at wide receiver, you can swap Stevenson one for one for a guy like CeeDee Lamb, T. Higgins, Amon Ross St. Brown, Debo Samuel, Jalen Waddle, somebody a, a bit more stable than what Ramondre Stevenson presents. I'm not fire sailing the guy necessarily, but I am using him as leverage to get to somebody elite if I can. And I think you will be able to do that given how well Ramondre Stevenson has played in recent weeks. And like I said, a perfect example of what I'm talking about is this guy taking Ramondre Stevenson and Jacoby Myers to get to DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift has a much more secure workload then Ramondre Stevenson, that is an awesome move to make. You can swap Ramondre Stevenson straight up for Michael Pittman, for T. Higgins in a package deal to get to Devontae Adams. That's the only way I'm going to sell Ramondre Stevenson, but I think you can pull that off in many of your leagues. So again, if you guys enjoyed this video, leave a like down below, comment any of your thoughts down below, subscribe to the channel if you are new. Like I said, only 300 likes on an 11K video uh, last week. Definitely get that video or get this video if you can to 500 likes. We really, really appreciate it. Helps us grow in the algorithm. If you guys are interested in supporting us in any way, you can check out our Patreon link down below in the pinned comment. You can get access to our Dynasty Rankings Manifesto, our rest of season rankings, our weekly rankings. You can get our first dibs on Dynasty Decisions. You'll get access to all of our show notes for our weekly start sit videos where you can get access to those matchup charts that we post and also uh, the Dynasty Rookie Mock Draft that I did on Monday. I'll post that to Patreon as well. So definitely a lot of value over there. Make sure to check that out if you guys are interested. And as always, if you guys want a part of that Saturday private live stream, that we do. That is how you get access to it. Patreon.com forward slash fantasy stock exchange. It's like 15 to 20 people in there every single week. We get to everybody's questions. We get in-depth answers on everybody's questions and you don't have to rush uh, into our Thursday, Monday, or Sunday live streams to get your questions answered because there's not a lot of people in there. So definitely check that out if, that, if you're interested in that. But with that being said, peace out. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye.
Hire me the money.